Beyond with Mike Kelton is brought to you by Happy Buddha Hemp. Happy Buddha Hemp is the wickedly talented company behind my favorite CBD gummies, salves, and creams. And, sweetie, they are our lead sponsor this season. I honestly can't believe it either, Carol. More to come. But for now, hold on to your crystals, because this week's episode is about to start. I have to say what I've been holding in. As soon as I walked in the apartment, I instantly felt unwelcomed. Mm -hmm. I felt hot, upset. Oh shit, Tracy. And like there was a fe- an older female <gasps> oh my presence. Oh Tracy. He was a flapper in a past life. He's a comedian in this life. He's got a podcast about it. Everything he loves. Magic, magic psychics, psychics, mediums, astrology. Hi, I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to... Hi there, Carol, and welcome to an episode of Beyond that takes us behind the veil with a harrowing haunting you will not be able to shake. Because, well, honestly, I still haven't. This story takes us back to the summer of 2021, just after I inadvertently hexed my old neighbor. I was still struggling with admitting how tough of a time I was actually having with my less than positive feelings about myself and how I process those feelings. Well, you know this. It's my moonside journey. So that means at this time, I was still playing into my innate inclination to solve other people's problems and force good end where it's not actually welcome. But before we get into that, let me set the stage for just how I found my way into this haunted tale. It's June of 2021, when producer Tracy's friend Alex was telling her about the haunting experience she was having at her place, an apartment not 10 minutes from mine and Andrew's old home in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. I was already feeling haunted by my old housing situation and Maria's toxic ways. So I was nervous to revisit my old stomping grounds. But after Tracy teased me with just how haunted this space might be, your girl was hooked and needed to know more. But Tracy didn't want to spill the deets, so she only told me these two basics. Two comedy friends, Alex and Ginny, had been living in this apartment for the past couple years, and in that time, they had some wild experiences. And that they were open to us coming by, being interviewed for the podcast, and potentially even allowing us to help them try something to clear the space. That's all she told me. She kept the story to herself, thinking, it's better for the pod if I hear it in real time, which I can promise you, she was right. So the night of our visit, Tracy met at my place, and before we left, we checked in with Andrew to see how he thought we would fare on our first ghost hunt in over two years. I hope everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. <laughs> you're supposed to get haunted, you're supposed to get haunted. You're supposed to free spirits, you're supposed to be free. You're supposed to... And even though I wouldn't know it till later, Andrew was onto something, reminding us that if we were meant to free spirits and help them move on, we were meant for that. But if we weren't, well, we weren't. But for me, 
Someone who has lived my life finding silver linings everywhere I go, I couldn't approach this haunting without hoping that we could somehow help whatever spirits were lingering to have some kind of release. So, right before entering the building, my positive ass thought it would be a good idea to, you guessed it, Carol, do a blessing. Um, my intention coming here is to help our friends mm-hmm. maybe learn more about spirits that they have encountered. Yes. And help some healing of whatever spirits are still lingering there. And right after I solved world peace for ghosts, I made my way into the front gate and down a path into the front door of this pre-war walk-up. And like it was right out of a horror movie, as we climbed the staircase, the hallway lights got dimmer as we got higher, the stairs creaked and moaned as we walked further up to the fourth floor. In all honesty, Carol, the walk up the stairs affected me in more ways than one. I actually had a bit of an experience myself, but I didn't want to share that information just yet because I really wanted to hear from Alex and Ginny first. So we set up the mics and got into it. Uh, My name is Ginny Sanborn. I've lived in this apartment for almost three years. And I'm Alex Iona. I lived in New York for 10 years. I've lived in this apartment for four years Mm -hmm. in two different bedrooms. And before we got into the ghost stuff, I was curious how they found their way into this building. This building that one could describe as haunted chic. The actual building itself is very much the kind of place I always find myself living. Like not a new modern apartment, but something kind of old and charming and Mm -hmm. a little weird, a little off. When I first moved in, there was very creepy green floral wallpaper that was peeling it looked alarming wow our landlord has since painted the hallway white and it still looks so terrifying (laughs) (laughs) yes um, i cannot stress how creepy that staircase is it almost feels like a set out of an old hitchcock movie or something alex then went on to explain the layout of the apartment because honestly It's a key detail in this story. So when you get to the top of the stairs, we're on the fourth floor. If you walk straight ahead, you walk into our apartment. So you've now walked into the front door of our apartment. Ginny's bedroom is on the left. There's a long hallway. And then um, our other roommate's bedroom is also on the left. Further down the hall, you get to the living room. Then there's the bathroom, then the kitchen. All true railroad style. If you went back out the apartment, and walked the other direction around the staircase. Mm-hmm. There's another, there's two doors back there and mine is on the right and it's its own room separate that I could access through Ginny's room oh, in between, but I go in through the main hallway and a great deal, almost all of the activity happens in that hallway. And in case this isn't clear to you, when Alex says activity, she means paranormal stuff happening. Or ghost vibes, if you're a Gen Z girly. Whatever you call it, I was starting to understand where these things were happening. And it was the fourth floor common hallway where I also experienced something right before walking into the apartment. As I was starting to understand this, I felt Ginny wanting to chime in. So 
I went on to ask her if she also had experienced any similar hallway ghost vibes. I am someone who very much believes in all of this. I I know in my heart that it's all true and real, but I don't know if it's just like the way my brain is naturally, or I don't have like the gift of that y'all do of just immediately clocking energy mm-hmm. when you experience it. So I, I've never experienced anything about with like a human form. I've never seen anyone, but I also, um, what? I'm getting what? I'm getting interference. I apologize. Sorry, I got interference. It's okay. That was really So what you just heard was producer Tracy cutting in to let us know that the audio received some interference, which you might not have heard. So in case you missed it, Carol, you know, we're playing that again. I've never experienced anything about with like a human form. I've never seen anyone, but I also. Yep, that's it. The repetitive and percussive static like quality is indeed interference. So welcome to the Travel Channel. This is now the Ghost Hunters. But in all seriousness, wherever you believe this interference was coming from, it kept happening throughout the recording, which is undeniably bizarre. This is a brand new machine, by the way. Um, my body, ha- my body is lit. I want to say like it's lit up. And this is why I finally decided to share with Alex and Ginny what I had experienced upon first arriving on the fourth floor. And I know I've said this already, but again, I knew nothing about this haunting. Carol, nothing. As soon as I walked in the apartment, I instantly felt unwelcomed. Mm -hmm. I felt hot, upset. Oh shit, Tracy. And like there was an older female (gasps) presence. Oh my God, Tracy. And what I felt, I'm going to tell you what I felt. I felt an older female presence in oh like a, a night, like a, almost like an old Italian oh nightgown. Oh my God. No, this is all, this is like, uh, this is a big thing for me. The, uh, the, um, what did I say about the heat? Oh, you said everything. You've said everything, but the heat is. Seriously? Yeah. You said I, my everything. My whole body is lit up. <laughs> you said everything. My whole body is lit up right now. I, I don't was know like, if you felt that I clocked that. When you, you walked in. Yeah, because you looked at me kind of weird, and I was like... Well, I just knew that... I knew that she found you. She found me? Excuse me, sweetie? She found me? Truly, those were words I did not want to hear. But they happened. So, fuck. You have her. You. It's not just her. There's another, but mm-hmm. you have her. And he. Um, he's not... He doesn't talk, really interact with anyone much. So you, she's the one. She's the one. At this point, I was truly shaking in my sneaks because she found my ass. But also, according to Alex, who is clearly very intuitive herself, there are two spirits in the space. One woman, the lady that got my ass, and a man. How heteronormative of the dead. But all jokes aside, I was feeling genuinely freaked out. I've been in haunted spaces before, but always with a backup. My friend, Asa Hoffman, a psychic medium who has a wealth of knowledge and experience with hauntings, sacred spaces, and ways to protect oneself from dark energies. But Asa 
recently moved states. And it was about now that I was realizing he was actually not with us. So it's safe to say I was feeling unwell. And to fill you in, what I actually experienced upon entering the building was a feeling of deep weight on my chest and hot flashes. I, as strange as this sounds, I also immediately knew that there was an old Italian woman in like a whitish nightgown who absolutely did not want me to be there. It felt like I was trespassing in her space. And at first I tried to chalk it up to me being overly sensitive and having a wild imagination. But based on Alex's response, it felt like I had actually had an experience with the same entity who had made the past couple of years of her life a living hell. So finally, I was ready to hear what Alex had experienced so we could all get on the same page. When I first moved into this apartment, I lived in a different room. And I knew there was one, whatever we call it, in this building. I didn't know there were two because I was in here. And I had not much of a sense. I wasn't home very often, Um, you know, work, shows, whatever. And pandemic hit. And I was here a lot more. And I was also living now in that room. And many of my first experiences are what you just experienced, just on a very regular basis. The heat, the feeling agitated, the feeling like I was being followed, um, the feeling like someone maybe wanted to push me down the stairs. She's angry. She roams the halls. She is very oppressive. She makes me tired. She makes me really tired. Sometimes when I'm walking through the hall, I feel like I'm walking through sludge. And I don't know what I'm actually looking like when I'm walking, but I feel like I'm walking through sludge and it's taking me a really long time. Like she's right on top of me, like, you know, blocking me from moving which way or the other. And then more so, I sort of started to hear her screaming at me a lot. There was a week in particular, and this was maybe two or three months into pandemic, and we've been on top of each other, right? I was I went from never home to mm-hmm. always here, and we're in each other's way. So she's pissed, and I can hear her, see her in the back of my head, following me as close as she can to the point where she's almost touching me, screaming at me, screaming so mad. And when she does that, I feel like I'm moving in sludge. It ha- that's what happens. I feel like I'm moving in sludge and I have a hard time walking. So there was a night in particular where she was really angry and she got the closest to my door she'd ever gotten. And I, I was like, is she going to come inside? Because she's never come in my room, ever. She got right up in my face where I'm standing. Here's the door frame, and I'm on one end of the door frame, and she's on the other, and our feet are just separated by the door frame, and she's in my face. So I start filming her. I start filming out my door, and I can tell she doesn't like it. And I send the video to my friend Tiffany. And Tiffany then tells me, I see a woman screaming at you. She's right in your face. So then I said out loud, I will not film you anymore. Two days later, I'm on a FaceTime call. 
and I walk out of my bedroom to go into the main part of the house as I have to do to get around the apartment and my camera shuts off not pause but my camera shuts off on the FaceTime call and I don't immediately think oh she's freaking with my technology I just kind of move on I stay inside two days after that it happens again she doesn't like to be filmed or photographed So, as you can imagine, I was sitting there with my fucking jaw on the floor, feeling like this fun haunting might not be as fun as I had hoped. I was honestly shocked to hear how intense Alex's experiences had been, and how directly she and her devices have been affected by this female entity. And before I could ask any clarifying questions, Alex went on to explain the experience she had with the other ghost. And then there's a man who sits on the stairs like he's waiting for something. And he's interacted with me almost nil. I was FaceTiming my mom. Mm -hmm. And I did the thing where I was going into the main part of the apartment. And I came out of the room. And my mom said, who's that on the stairs? And I said, oh, I don't know. And I didn't say anything. And then a few weeks later... I did the same thing. I was FaceTiming her. I went through the hallway and she said, who's that talking to you on the stairs? Stop. Oh my God. If the screaming lady ghost who hates FaceTime wasn't enough, the second one churning up casual conversation on the staircase made me feel even more overwhelmed than before. And just as a heads up, when Alex says she saw them, it's probably helpful to clarify that Alex is, maybe like you and me, Carol, very sensitive to energy and potentially even psychically connected. So when she says she saw them, she has a sense about them. And while it might not be how you and I saw Kelly Clarkson justifiably win the first season of American Idol on TV with our own very Kelly Clarkson loving eyes, she senses them in an overwhelming way that feels like seeing. I went on to ask Alex if she's ever tried to cleanse the energy. I will use sage and they hate it. They both don't like it. So I'll sage my bedroom and then I'll go out into the hallway. And the way I sage the stairwell leading up to the roof where the man sits Mm -hmm. is I'll move my wrist in a linear motion, like lines Mm -hmm. up, up, up. And there was one day in particular that I was doing this linear motion and an orb formed of smoke around where he sits, a circle formed around, and it just stayed that way for a really long time. And then I went to turn back to go to the hallway where she was and the thing lit up, fire, fire. Okay, so it's safe to say I really wasn't feeling good sitting there listening to this. And I couldn't help but feel bad for both Alex and Ginny living with that energy. It was heavy enough just being there that I debated telling them what I was experiencing when Alex was sharing her story. We're we're sitting here and we're talking and she is, she's not there right now, but she was in that corner right Mm -hmm. there. And what was happening is she was like jumping space and she was in my face and back there and in my face and back there and in my face she gets rapidly. Right here. Yes. Yeah. Rap rapidly. She gets as close as she can get to your face. 
What the fuck face. is that? Yeah. If you want to go, you should go. But like, and what you're hearing, that's Ginny coming in off mic to check in and see if she should leave. To which producer Tracy chimed in and said that Ginny was by no means expected to stay and should do whatever she felt best. Because we at Beyond, we don't force subjects to stay at recordings because this show is actually not The Bachelor. This is completely up to you and how you feel. With you, I would not put anyone on any type of... Thing. I also feel bad because we're in your apartment. We're in your so apartment. like, if you, if we need to stop, we no, stop. We stop. No, no, no. I don't want you guys to stop. Uh, no, it's just like the more intense the stories get, the like worse I feel. I think I. But do you want help to get down the stairs? I do. So of course, like Dorothy and her friends in The Wizard of Oz, we all four walk Ginny down the stairs and out of the building to safely stay at her boyfriend's for the night which was definitely a smart move because things only got creepier from there. We were there to explore what Alex had been experiencing and if the opportunity presented itself, help Alex clear the space so she could finally get some closure before she moved. So because I'm not an actual medium, I mean, I am a self-proclaimed energy expert who has officiated some weddings, but a ghost clearer, I am not. So I texted my good friend and resident medium here at Beyond, Asa Hoffman, who ended up, thank God, being available. He asked if we could hop on a Zoom where he could suss out the energy of the space. And I am not shitting you, Carol. Without any prior information on this situation, Asa dove right in and was literally spot on. Uh, Before I even got on with you, of course, I started connecting. I think we have two different things going on here. The guy is sad. Girl is the party, is the the energy. I think that she's shrouded her pain and belief. She's sort of built stability through holding on to beliefs and having them skewed towards her own mental illness, in my opinion. She's disrupted. Asa must have started to pick up on my ghost savior energy and the fact that Alex wanted some closure because he went on to ask this. So what are you doing with the space? Are you trying to do anything to cleanse it, ground it, or do anything? Are you interacting in any way to augment what's happening? The times I've attempted to cleanse the space, I have, I think, done more harm than good. Um, Great. I'm glad you're clear about that. That's what I'm going to tell you. Don't try to do anything. And TBH, I was shook to hear Asa say this. In all of our past haunting explorations, we've always done something to clear the energy or help a lingering spirit move on. But this time, he was super clear that we should not do anything. Because according to what he was getting... It's the dominant energy in the house and it won't have it otherwise. And so anything like that, again, you know, there are people that are really experienced that could potentially come in and... and uh, But it would be a real... This is something that would be like a real, like, exercising, you know, evicting of a spirit kind of an energy. And even though we all know I'm an energy bitch, I felt pretty confident that I was without a doubt not qualified to perform an exorcism. I mean, it would definitely make for a viral TikTok sound, but not actually help this old Italian female ghost or the man on the stairs. So I just asked Asa if we were actually even safe being there or if we could even share this story on the pod so like 
for the pod. You know, mm-hmm. if something's happening and you want to share about that or talk about that story, I think you're totally fine. You know, okay. um, what you're not trying to do is fix this. And as someone who's been friends with Asa for a while and has been on a number of pretty dark and haunted explorations before, I was surprised to hear him get so serious. It was a new tone for him and one I didn't take lightly. So I went on to ask him if he thought we would be in danger if we went back into the hallway. I think you're totally safe. Uh, but I think it also still might have scary moments, you know, as far as there's this, this specific energy in this space, this way has the ability to, to manifest in, in a way that can be intense. And while you know I definitely wanted to explore the hallway, I also wasn't too keen on having whatever that energy was manifest. Because truly, what does that mean? Manifest as what? I didn't want to find out. Regardless, we thanked my friend Asa, closed the Zoom, and took a collective holy shit breath before deciding to do what every idiot in a horror movie does before they die. Yeah, so let's just go. Mm-hmm. We're going to go see what happens. Okay. We're going to go just walk. I'm actually going to Alice's room probably. And so we crept out the front door of the apartment and into the fourth floor common hallway, the same banister Alex would grab every night. When I started to feel something. Like pushing against my chest. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. Pushing against my chest. And it sounds creepy because it really was. We were both standing, hot as hell, back full of sweat, and flushed for days in the middle of this creepy, pitch dark hallway where I was feeling a heavy pressure on my chest. Not only that, but it was just like what Alex had said. It felt like we were walking through sludge. That feeling like when you finish a Barry's boot camp class, okay, maybe that's just me, I'll move on. And while I was standing there waiting to be screamed at by this woman, we got distracted from another energy coming from the top of the staircase, the staircase that led up to the roof. I never go up there and I, I want to. Okay. I'm gonna go upstairs. Okay. Okay. Be careful. And it was about now that she stopped halfway up the staircase. Are you okay? Yeah. Tell me what you're feeling. Um. Um. Brave. Brave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brave and um. Uh, intimate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, grateful that you're both here Mm because I would not have done that. And even though we weren't there to help any ghosts move on, sharing this moment with Alex was a sweet one and reminded me that there was still some living people we could comfort. So I decided to walk up to join Alex halfway up the stairs when I felt the urge to go and sit next to where I believed that male ghost was sitting. Oh my God, you sit where I thought you were going to sit. What? I can't believe you 
I know. I know. He's he's good. People are so this is what I'm feeling, and this is gonna sound so crazy. People, even if they're not like dead, people always seem scary if we don't like know their story, yeah. I guess. And this guy has never been um, scary. He just was like here, like chilling, and has no idea that the the lady is here. But she's different. Yeah, she's different. But he's like. And this, he what you're hearing right now, was one of the nicest moments that Alex and I shared in this absolutely haunted hallway. And I'm not always a person who sees ghosts or taps into their energy. But this was a particular moment I will never forget because I had one of the strongest senses about this man, which came with an overwhelming feeling of calm and peace around who he was and what he was feeling. But that energy was completely different from the woman who just so happened to make a surprise appearance at the tail end of this sweet moment. I feel like since you closed the door, I felt like she was gone because almost like that was like, but now I don't, I feel like she's back. She's back. Yes. (laughs) Hi, Carol. Shit is getting real and we all need a breather because if you, like me, are on the freaking edge right now and most of spooky season, I do have a suggestion for something that has really helped me sleep and feel pretty good the past couple months. Full spectrum CBD gummies from our presenting sponsor, Happy Buddha Hemp. I used to get up a couple times throughout the night to use the bathroom, check my phone, check the front door to make sure we locked it. You know, normal people with general anxiety kind of things. But after taking these full spectrum Happy Buddha Hemp CBD gummies, ya boy is sleeping like a baby. Especially because these gummies have a small and legal amount of THC in them. And to find the perfect vibe for you, I would try half a gummy an hour before bed and then based on how incredible your snooze is, keep on that dose or try a full one the next night. It may take a couple days to find your perfect dosage, but either way, you won't be up wondering if you did your taxes correctly because they actually work. Head over to happybuddahemp.com to find their full-spectrum gummies, sports creams, and tons of other incredible CBD products. You can use our code BEYOND, and you're going to get 30% off of your entire order all season long, which means you can use the code again and again. Let me say that one more time, Carol. Use the code BEYOND for 30% off your entire order all a season long. Back to the show. So... The woman was back, and we all heard Asa tell us that we couldn't get rid of her without doing an exorcism. So we immediately scurried back into Alex's apartment where we stayed with her till she was ready for bed. And then Tracy and I ventured back down the hallway to get the hell out of there. Right there. Sorry, keep going. And as we descended the stairs, We both started feeling, I don't know, unwell, hot, flushed, fatigued, scared. So we started picking up the pace until we were absolutely giving Shaggy and Scooby hauling ass. So when we finally exited the building to feel the warm summer air in our faces, we were feeling pretty relieved. Oh. 
Like, oh. Yeah, that was psycho. That was, it was psycho. It just, it's so that hot on my so arm. Hot. On and my I, arm. I felt that bitch on my neck. And it's true. I felt that bee on my neck so much that I needed a strong cocktail. So Tracy and I hit up Abilene, a local bar in Carroll Gardens, to debrief, share some sloppy nachos, and talk about how we both had one of the craziest haunting experiences of our lives. And what felt the most unsettling for me was how I didn't do anything to help Alex or any of the other people living in the building. I know I'm not Lorraine Warren, but I've never left a haunted space without trying to do something to clear the energy. It felt like leaving a friend's place mid-argument or turning off an episode of Housewives right before the girls' trip. It just didn't feel right. So I sat with that uncomfortable feeling for the next couple days, questioning why I desperately felt the need to fix things I couldn't even see with my own eyes. I needed answers not only for me, but for Alex. Okay, maybe a little more for me. But I really wanted someone else to tell me more about the building and potentially more about the spirits I encountered. So Alex came through and connected us with a woman named Agnes, a longtime resident of the building with generations of family history to give us some deeper context. Or at the very least, help us understand where these dark vibes could be coming from. So my name's Agnes, 36 years old. I've lived in Carroll Gardens my entire life. It is my favorite place. I'm a mom of three. A mom of four if you count my fur baby. <laughs> um, and I'm getting married next year. Ooh, congratulations. And those are all the exciting. And I'm a baker, as I told you guys. Uh-huh. And that's really it. What's your sign? I'm a Libra. Oh, love. <laughs> love Libras. So, Agnes, we were here not only a couple days ago okay. um, with Alex in the apartment on the fourth floor, which we just learned you used to live in. Correct. My grandmother lived in the first floor. The uh-huh. apartment next door was my aunt and uncle. Wow. And then we were on the fourth floor. So of the eight apartments, three of them were relatives. There's definitely negative energy here. And mm. I know that that sounds so silly, but that's just what I feel. Like, I personally cannot go, I cannot walk up the stairs past the second floor. Like, I will not go past the second floor. It just, Holy it shit. just, it just doesn't happen. It's just an eerie feeling from that point up. I don't know if it's the fact that the hallways look like we're still in the fucking 1970s uh-huh. or something. What I yeah. don't know what it is, but I will not go past the second floor. Wow. I, it just, my body won't allow me. Like, I get scared. I'm afraid of the stairs. I'm like, who the hell's afraid of stairs? Like, I've lived here all my life. I used to run up and down these stairs. I'm afraid of the stairs. And since Agnes clearly knows what's up, I had to ask her if she or anyone in her family ever had an experience with a ghost in the building. My son, who's now 16, he was about eight years old at the time. Again, in this apartment here in 1B. Him and my grandmother were sitting in what was Alex's old... Like, in her apartment, I don't know if you've seen it, that first bedroom she had, which was right by the living room. Uh Okay, so that was my grandmother's bedroom at the time. And her and my son were in there watching TV, and a woman walked right past the doorway. Like, right past. I think she said she was wearing white. My grandmother thought it was just her, and then my son was like, Grandma, who was that? And she was like, wait, you seen a woman just now walking? And he was like, yeah my uncle when he lived in this apartment Uh 
um, he had just closed up the store like for the night and he came here and he um, felt like someone was choking him in his sleep like choking him like where he was like <gasps> and was grasping for air and like almost threw up from it and everything and after that he's never he's never slept back in the apartment <gasps> like that was it for him that was it he never came back in like the apartment was literally empty he was still his apartment he was paying rent but he would just not sleep here there was an older lady named i want to say anna who owned the building prior to them but she died in the building i just know she was like a very stern old italian woman who like did not play games and listening to Agnes talk about Anna, I felt like I was the closest I was going to get to closure with this female ghost who had been tormenting Alex for the past couple of years. Because a landlord who died in the building, spending an eternity roaming the hallways, critiquing the space, and lack of upkeep, felt like some kind of justification for her oppressive and sinister nature. But I was curious if Agnes had any idea who the man was. The sweet one I sat next to on the stairs. So the third floor, which is 3B, there was Harold and his partner, which I don't remember his partner's name. They lived there. Mm. So his partner passed away before him. And then Harold, I actually found in his apartment. It was really sad. It was during the summer months, and there was, like, a foul smell. Then I'm like, okay, it smells terrible. Then I'm like, I haven't seen him in Mm. a few days. I look at his mailbox. His mailbox has all the mail. And I was like, you know what? Let me walk upstairs. And when I got closer to his door, the smell got stronger. And I was like, oh, Mm. no. So I had to, like, call the cops. They got through the window and opened the door for me. And sure enough, he he had literally... from what I got from it, had literally just walked in with his groceries and collapsed right there. It was really, really sad. What was more sad is that he had no family. So he had, I think, one relative who he had never met or, you know, something of of the sort. Um, So he ended up, like, in the cemetery where it's, like, John, you know, like, Jane Doe's and all that Mm -hmm. or whatever, which was really sad. I walked home that night thinking a lot about what Agnes had shared, about Harold and how sad it was that he died alone, without any friends or family to even notice he had gone. I thought again about the old landlord, Anna, who passed in the building, and I couldn't help but think her spirit might be contentiously roaming those hallways forever, haunting each new tenant that courageously takes the fourth floor apartment. And even though these thoughts were complicated and dark, They sat with me, like an Edgar Allan Poe story, reminding me that whether we choose to recognize it or not, we are all surrounded by darkness no matter where we go. And even though I started this haunting exploration feeling the need to come in hot with my big vibes and good eng to somehow fix something I knew nothing about, I realized that some spaces imprinted with lifetimes of trauma, were actually never mine to solve in the first place. And this lesson became an important step along my moonside journey, as I started to recognize that 
good energy, fun, and joy don't really exist without what's lingering on the other side. And sometimes the clearing is just the acknowledgement of it all. And for me, someone who at this time was still pretending to be over what our old neighbor had done to us in kicking us out of our home, this lesson really helped me become a bit more comfortable with recognizing my own darkness and anger about what she had done. Because it's normal to be hurt by people and it's normal to feel pain. But pushing it down to make others more comfortable around you is only hurting yourself. And even though it took me 36 years to grasp this, it was a huge takeaway and something I'm really grateful that I learned when I did. And finally, if you were wondering about Alex and Ginny, they moved out of the space a couple weeks following our recording, and we are happy to report they now live in places with, let's just say, much better energy. But Agnes stayed. After all, it was her and her family's home for generations. And speaking of Agnes, we got an email from her a couple weeks following our interview, the same week Alex was moving. The email had an interesting update, so we quickly hopped on a call with Alex. Basically, this morning, I emailed Agnes to be like, hey, we'd love a release form for what we recorded with you. And I also said, like, how are you? Like, you know, what's up? And then she emails me this. I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. Oh, my God. She writes back. Um, Hi, hun. All is well. How are you? Funny. I thought about you the other day because the most random, bizarre thing happened. A beautiful bird in mid-flight died right in front of me, in front of the building. So weird. I will fill out the form and email it back ASAP. My heart's racing. What the actual fuck? A bird mid-air just drops dead? And you found a bird without a head, like, on the front stoop? I didn't find a bird. A bird fell at my feet. (gasps) Already dead. Like, from outside, just, like... From above, from the sky, and had no head. Same thing with no head. Oh my god. Yep. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Goodbye. episode of Beyond with Mike Hilton was brought to you by Mike Hilton Productions, presented by Happy Buddha Hemp. Executive produced by Mike Hilton, Tracy Soren, and Alex Ramsey. Directed and edited by Tracy Soren. Written by Mike Hilton. Additional writing by Tracy Soren. Sound design and studio engineering by Brian Flaherty. Music and theme song by Henry Kapersky. Theme song vocals performed by Katherine Thomas. Beyond with Mike Hilton, thanks Forever Dog Productions for their continued support. And of course, Mike thanks all of his spirit guides, crystals, and honestly, Key Lime LaCroix for making this season possible. 